See, it's not at all true that they'll do nothing this offseason because this weekend, Pirates Fest is coming up. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning and Happy New Year. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also happen to offer some eventful episodes of Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins of late. Hope you can check those out as well. Saturday is the official date of the opening of the fully restored Pirates Fest. And by that, I mean it's back to being open to the entire public as opposed to just season ticket holders, which at this point is a really, really small group. I say that respectfully. And it'll be back downtown. It'll be at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, which is way bigger and offers way more possibilities to 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 do what people really want when they come to these things, which is, you know, have events for kids, uh, games, interactivity, and that sort of thing. At PNC Park, there were some benefits to having it there because, you know, it's obviously the only place you could show fans, for example, the clubhouse, the dugouts, batting cages, stuff like that. And even that was only reserved for season ticket holders. This is just going to be a great big thing consuming half of the upper floor overlooking the Allegheny River and all three of the sister bridges. And, of course, you can see the ballpark from there as well. And on top of all that, at last check, they'd sold 16,000 tickets to this thing. Uh, That's a lot for an event like this. Don't shrug that off. That's not a baseball crowd, meaning a baseball game. That's a lot of people in the area who just want to spend some time on one winter weekend partaking in activities and discussions related to their favorite baseball team. Now, that said, what are they going to talk about? There's always been one particular element of Pirates Fest that stood out for me, and maybe that's just the reporter in me. Maybe that's not something that anyone else would agree with, but it's it's the fan Q&A. It's the part where in different intervals, you'll have players, coaches, management types, and Bob Nutting won't go up there. Uh, and actually, Bob hadn't really been all that visible in the last couple of the full editions. It'll be interesting to see if he makes it to this one. But from there, with Greg Brown emceeing, the microphone gets passed around or people will go and take their turns standing behind one of those town hall looking microphones in the middle of the floor and they'll ask questions. And they're not planted. They're not uh, cleared through anybody. So someone could get there and say, you know, anything, which is always running a risk anytime you have that kind of setting for the most part, especially, especially when it comes to the players, because as bad as the pirates will ever be, the fans always love the players. They never see it as the players fault that things didn't go well the previous season. So when it's time for, I don't know who all is going to be there. I know, I know Kutch is going to be there. Andrew McCutcheon will be there for sure. That's been announced. Uh, You know, if it's, Kutch and Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes, and, and I would expect them to have a really good turnout, by the way, of their players. And they're sitting up there on those tall chairs or whatever. It, it They're 
going to be made to feel loved. You know, that's just how it is. That's how Pirates Fest has been for 20 plus years. And then the coaches come up and it's a little bit different. And I think it's going to be that way for Derek Shelton. Although it's also likely that he'll be up there sharing a stage with Ben Charrington. And you'll have questions that are more related to player procurement or player usage or player development. And that's where a lot of the tougher questions are going to get asked. If Travis Williams is up there, you might have some of that get a little bit negated with the business side and whatever. But you're going to have those guys up there. And you're going to have you talking to you the opportunity to ask them or even to just tell them anything that you want. You're completely in charge. You know, all those times when you're watching a game and the Pirates are, I don't know, in Milwaukee, let's say, and you're watching the post-game interview with Shelton and, and, and you know I'm up there and you go, man, I hope he asks this, this or this, you know? Because that really ticked me off, and I hope DK asks. Well, this is your turn. This is your turn. The funny story, I, I once did a, a column in which I planned <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to repeat this, but I basically wrote out a bunch of plant questions, like what I would ask if I was in the crowd. And people took this thing up to the microphone and were reading them out loud. And at one point, Frank Coonley, the former president, says, boy, that sounds familiar. Everybody in there ended up laughing. I'm not doing that again. I'm not giving you ideas. You know, you go and be the boss. But you know what? Make your voice heard in whichever direction. You happen to feel whether you think they're going exactly the right way or whether you think it's gone all wrong, whether you think that this person who's standing up there should even have their job still or whatever. If you think that Brian Hayes is just an absolute delight to watch, just say whatever, say whatever comes to mind. The worst thing that can happen to this franchise, and I say this all the time. Apathy is so much more dangerous than anger. Always has been, always will be. That's not just true in sports either. My friends, the USFL Maulers, and yes, they did make a comeback, meaning both the USFL and the Maulers. I paid no attention to either one, but they put out a notice on social media yesterday thanking everybody for their support over the past two years. They never played a game in Pittsburgh. They played, I don't even know where it was, somewhere in Alabama, I think. And call themselves a Pittsburgh team, but they put up this teary message thanking everybody for their support. And you see all the replies under this post were like, who are you? <laughs> what is this? That's dangerous. The Pirates, I believe, will never be in that kind of danger in Pittsburgh. It's a franchise that can't be moved. It's been here for 143 years. Major League Baseball would and could never pull that off. It's also the franchise of Roberto Clemente, which is not to be forgotten. But that civic mindedness, whether it is positive or negative support or panning the entire process, that means a lot to a franchise's success slash failure. The less mindful, the less aware you are, even at this phase 
of where this team is, and I don't believe it's ready to contend, or they do, the more that they're comfortable getting away with. And at the same time, the less that you recognize the legitimately good things that they do, the less, you know, the less incentive, the less feel good is involved. And humans need that sort of thing. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Mark in reference to the last episode I did before the changing of the calendar. And Mark observes, DK, you almost got through that one without the obligatory Andy Haynes hit. And you know what? I did. I almost got through it. I almost have to be mindful of getting through these episodes without the obligatory Haynes and or Oscar Marine hits. And very clearly, but this is your fault now, I'm not going to get through this one either. And I I just feel like I want to defend my stance on that, meaning how often it comes up as opposed to the stance itself, because I know it can come across as monotonous or, man, we heard this already, or, oh, here he goes. I have a hard time skipping it. Not because of any malice or anything. There's no personal anything with me and these guys. I just don't know how I can discuss, for example, when Paul Skeens comes up. Or how this pitcher or that pitcher might fit into the rotation. Or whether or not uh, a youngster might get fixed like a Rwanzi Contreras or... Maybe Quinn Priester can rely more on his fastball, which almost everyone seems to see with their own eyes, except for A, the people running the Pirates, and B, the pitcher himself, without bringing that up. These are really, really, really big things. Think of the pitching coach and the hitting coach kind of like the Fort Pitt Tunnels. There's no way in or out of this process without getting through them. I mean, there are, you know, for topographical purposes and and metaphorical ones, I can kind of get away with this, so let me just ride with it. They're in such critically important positions because everything else that you do, everything has to eventually pass through them with the 
possible exception of acquiring a significantly older veteran. For example, Kutch. Nobody's changing what Kutch does. Nobody's going to try to change what Kutch does with the bat. They can be there for him to lend guidance when it's sought. They can be there for him to share information about the opponent, information about his own performance, statistical stuff that might help him no matter how old he is. The same thing would apply to a Carlos Santana or Rich Hill. But other than that, it's all going through the tunnels. It's all going through Oscar Marine and Andy Haynes. It has to. And given the way the organization is structured, the same thing applies to the minor leagues, which I really think is nuts. Because they're in charge of the whole organizational philosophy. So it, it, I, I want you to understand that it's not out of some kind of obsession or some kind of uh, malice or whatever. And it's also not a subject in which I've you know, closed my mind. If their performance as pitching coach and hitting coach were to improve, meaning we were to actually see results of players getting better as opposed to getting worse when they come to Pittsburgh, hey, man, I'll, I'll flip the script in a day, okay? It's got to be convincing, and it probably won't be a day, but I've got no problem adjusting a stance when the situation changes. So I appreciate the question. I appreciate the keen observation on your part, my man. I also appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 